show, and we'll be starting momentarily. This is the place to ask those questions about PCs, technology, problems with your iPhone, carrying it to your car, and much more, including those smart devices at home and in the office that are supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions live during our show tonight, and please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the J. Moore Connection Incorporated and the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. I'm your host, John Morley, and uh, thank you for joining us. We are actually in our season two, and tonight I thought we would talk about uh, the iPhone. Uh, how many of us out there have iPhones? Quite a bit, right? I see uh, quite a few people here. We've gotten some emails from them, and I'm always getting questions from day to day about, you know, what do I do with my iPhone? How do I use my iPhone? Most of us use it just to make phone calls, right? I mean, we pick up the phone, we dial a number. And that's all we do. And some of us use it to check email. Um, other people use it for apps and stuff like that, but not everyone. And, and, and I understand that. So I thought tonight we would talk about, firstly, some of the tips and tricks that you can use to be more productive with your iPhone. One of the tips and tricks is to save battery life. That's probably one of the most important things. And um, the way you can do that is really easy. All you have to do is just basically uh, turn off some of your apps that are already playing. Believe it or not, they're wasting a lot of information, a lot of information. Uh, the battery is actually getting drained. Each app that you have open, for example, if it's a Skype app or it's any of these um, apps that check like your location, uh, GPS, even if you're not using them and they're running in the background, they are killing your battery. So you're probably saying, okay, so how do you actually – you know, how do you, how do you save the battery life? Very simple. If you tap your um, your little uh, round home button at the bottom, okay, you can hit it twice, and then you'll see the apps that are open. All you have to do is just take your index finger and just basically flip the screen up. So if you have multiple screens open, you can just type, uh, push the button again, push it twice, and then you just go from the bottom of that screen and just pull it up, and you'll close it. That'll save you a lot of time. So what happens, see, a lot of the programs that are running on your iPhone are actually designed to try to use less battery life. Unfortunately, they do a lousy job at it because if your phone, let's say, is in a bad coverage area, they're going to use more battery life to be able to connect to the wireless uh, towers to be able to get your GPS, your location. For example, let's say you were using Google Voice. Now, Google Voice is great. The problem is if you were to use Google Voice and let's say there's bad weather or you're in a bad self, a cell site area, it's going to really drain your battery down. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, down actually in South Jersey, um, it is uh, – they had these um, – they had the storm. You're probably familiar with, with Storm Sandy. Okay, well, Storm Sandy, actually, what happened was when they had these cell phone towers, they actually had turned off several of them uh, because of some problems they were experiencing. And then a few people uh, after that actually noticed that many more towers were being shut down, not on purpose, but actually because of the storm. Because they were actually trying to plan a whole uh, reengineering of these towers, but it's extremely expensive, so they kind of bailed on that. But why do I mention this to you? It's really in interesting. 
uh, when I was down the shore and I had my cell phone, now for years I've been down there, I actually grew up down there and I would sail competitively, but not to get into that tonight. When I was down there and I'd have my cell phone, I'd be able to use it and my battery strength was fine. It wouldn't go dead for a while. Well, after Storm Sandy, I'd go down there and I'd use my cell phone. I'd be at 99, a couple hours, I'm at 75%, then I'm at 50%. And I'm not talking seven hours, I'm talking like two hours. And I'm like, this is crazy. Do I have a bad battery? I mean, come on. And really, what happened is not that it was, um, I'm going to say, a bad battery or anything like that. It was the fact that there was no cell phone towers. Uh, And because there was not enough coverage, my phone was trying to reach out to El Segundo land, way in Tom's River, to try to get a signal for my uh, device. And it was trying and trying. See, the cell phone doesn't understand that it's using more power. It has absolutely no idea whatsoever. So what's happening is your phone just keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps trying, and eventually it does connect, but it doesn't care if you have, like, no bars left or what I call the red mode when your phone is, like, in critical state and you want to turn it off because it actually conserves your data and it just shuts down your data on your phone so that it can be used for emergency calls. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So there's something I want to show you. It's called the timer. Uh, on your phone, and there's a couple ways you can actually activate your timer. Uh, on your phone, you can actually go to the clock screen, so you can push your home button twice, click on clock. Now, you can actually go there, and many of you know you can click start and stop on the timer. But what I can do, which is really cool, I can say, hey, Siri, set the timer for 10 minutes. Now, you're not actually hearing her talk because I have her muted, so no one called me, me while I'm on the show. And right now, Siri has set the timer for 10 minutes just by me saying those few words. I think that's amazing. So you can go back in. You can, uh, you can actually hit the, the home button twice, and you can go right to clock, and you can actually cancel or stop that very easily right from the timer screen. Now, there's something else that you can do, which is really neat. Let's say you were playing music on your iPhone, okay? And maybe you had a plethora of songs going through. Well, by default, when the timer ends, it plays the radar tune, okay? A little bit of an alert. You can choose and scroll all the way down by just taking your index finger and just flicking all the way up to the top, and it says stop playing. If you choose that, the uh, phone will automatically stop your music action after X minutes. Um, And the iPhone has the ability, actually, to go up to 23 hours, and uh, its last is 23 hours and 59 minutes. So I don't think you're going to have enough music for a day. But if you do, you can tell the iPhone to to stop after that amount of time. Now, something else that's uh, kind of interesting about the stopwatch is that when you go into the timer screen, you have the ability to do that. And you also have the ability to do things like lap counter. But I want to show you there's an option for world clock in the far left. You touch it, and now you can have different clocks. I currently have New York on mine and California. But you can add other zones just by hitting the plus sign at the top right and then picking the area, uh, you can just type it in a little search, and you can it'll automatically search and eliminate uh, the entries there. So that makes it really easy. So you have the alarm. Many of you know what the alarm is. Well, you know what you can also do with Siri? Hey, Siri, set the alarm for 10 p.m. Eastern. And what she will do is she'll set the alarm for 10 p.m. Eastern. That was a lot easier than me having to go in there and do it. But do you know that that less than 10% of our population knows that you can actually speak to Siri? 
So that's why, again, I do these shows. I love to educate people. I like to make your lives easier and to use technology so that it will uh, be more convenient for you. And again, not that it will hinder your life. Remember, you can always use technology in a positive manner, and you can also use technology in a bad manner. You have to make those choices. But the most important thing when we talk about technology is that we don't want to be married to it. Okay, We want to use it during our business life, use it in our personal life. But we have to sometimes, to be honest with you, step outside, smell the roses, enjoy the day. Okay, So that's, that's really important. Take a uh, breath of fresh air. A good friend of mine once told me that if you want to get back to the earth and you want to ground yourself, just go ahead and stand next to an oak tree. And I didn't believe it. But when I got next to the oak tree, the energy in my body changed. Okay, we don't just talk about technology. We talk about the things that can make your life great, and technology is one of them. But when we're talking about technology, sometimes we learn about people. We learn about places, and uh, that's just an added bonus, okay? Uh, Another thing I want to tell you about is the calculator. So you could say to Siri, you can pull up the calculator screen, and let's say you type some numbers on there. Well, did you know that you could take your index finger and swipe left and it will actually delete one digit at a time. I think that is absolutely amazing. So swipe, one digit, one digit, one digit. And again, I'm going from right to left each time. Very easy, very, very simple. Now, a friend of mine the other day uh, was using actually the stopwatch, uh, the clock on Siri. And uh, so they went, to the, they went to the clock to you know basically see what the time was. And while they were unfortunately, or while they were fortunately, or I should say unfortunately, playing with the clock, they were wondering when they went to stopwatch why their screen looks like an old fashioned stopwatch you'd see in the Olympics many, many years ago. Very easy. Perhaps you had it on stopwatch, went to put it in your pocket, and the motion of you putting the phone in your pocket, guess what it did? It's like swiping your finger left. So all you need to do is take your finger and swipe right. If you have the uh, analog version of a stopwatch, and you're back to your digital stopwatch. So uh, I, I thought that was some uh, interesting trivia to share with you because I know uh, this person was so frustrated for like a day. And they're like, what do I do to my phone? How do I get out of this mode? And I'm like, okay, you, you probably just put it in your pocket and you hit a button. Well, what button did I hit? Well, remember, the iPhone's all about swiping. And, and I told him this, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, take your finger and swipe. And I explained it to him, and he was coming back to me, and he says, uh, how do I swipe? I said, just take your finger and go across the screen. And he says, I'm not getting it. I said, no problem. Just, you know, stop over later. And I just took my finger and I went through. And he says, you're, and, and this is a clean show, so I'm not saying anything. But he said some words, and I'm like, and he was kidding. And I was like, I said, that's all I did. He's like, you're kidding me. I said, nope. So, again, the iPhone is very, very powerful. And when you start to learn how to use it, it is absolutely amazing. You won't believe how much more of an efficient person you will be when you learn how to use the iPhone to its full extent. And tonight, we're just going to touch on some of the things I feel are important, and we'll talk about others on, on other upcoming shows. But I thought this was a great show to talk about the iPhone and how it's changing our life and what we're doing with it. So something else is important about the iPhone. How many of you have to deal with passwords every day, right? And maybe you forget your password. Now, originally, when you actually get your iPhone, you're asked to put in a six-digit passcode, okay? A six-digit passcode. This happened on the new iPhone uh, 7s. Well, what happened to my four-digit passcode? Well, the good news is you can go back and change it to a four-digit passcode. Really easy, but they try to make things harder to hack, so they set it to six. 
just go ahead, hit your home button, and then take your index finger into the finger and just tap on settings. Once you do that, it'll open up your settings screen, and you can just type password or start typing password. You'll see a whole bunch of things. Just click on the one next to the um, change password. There's a little red fingerprint. Just click that. It'll ask me for my password. So I'll put it in, and once I do that, um, it'll uh, go ahead and get me to the um, screen. Now, while I'm at the screen, I could do lots of things. Um, I can um, use my uh, – if I've if I've added a fingerprint, which I can very easily do at the bottom by hitting add fingerprint, and it takes a, a few seconds. And what it does once it comes up is you have to keep putting your finger back and forth. I know that seems like a tedious process, but really it doesn't take that long. The reason a lot of people fail at doing it is because they do it too quickly or their sensation to pressing the actual um, – button but really it's not a button anymore on the i7 it's it's a touchless button because the click that you felt on the other buttons from the i6 and before were physical tactile buttons that you pressed the button that is on the i7 is an electronic button now what are you talking about what am i smoking well i'm not smoking anything what i'm talking about is that when you put your finger on that button it only works if the phone is on now what do you mean well, the button, if you have an I, um, iPhone 7 or higher, you will touch it, but if it's off, the button will not click. And you're like, well, why is it not click? That's because it requires an electrical charge to click. It's an electromechanical button. It won't mechanically function without the electric applied. So that's just something. So it's more of a, it's more of a sensor, and you're feeling a sensation rather than a button. That's probably the best way to explain it to you. So now on this uh, screen, I can add a fingerprint. I can go through it. I can add multiple fingers if I want. I can uh, set the, uh, the fingerprint if I've added it to unlock my phone, use Apple Pay, iTunes, Apple Store. I just literally – all I do is I just touch the, uh, the button here on the – I move the little um, – there's like a little um, – what do you want to call it? A little um, slider, and you just have to push it to the right, and that would turn it on. With screen, if you put, pull it to the left, that would actually turn it off. So that's pretty much um, you know how that works. And um, the thing about it is that you can not only add a f fingerprint, but you can choose to change the passcode. Remember we just had the conversation of why can't I have a four-digit passcode? Well, you can, um, but programmers and manufacturers are very notorious for making us do what it is they want us to do. They'll make us go around the entire universe a million times when all we had to do was make a left and a right-hand turn, and it would have been the equivalent distance. Now, I know I'm being facetious here, but you get what I'm saying. There are more than one way uh, in times to do things. Now, if you click on where it says turn passcode off, that's pretty easy. That You'll know what that does. And I don't recommend you doing that because if you do that, what's going to happen is um, – you're going to – the phone is not going to require a passcode to unlock, and that's not a smart thing. If I click on change passcode, I'll put in my passcode here on the screen, and mine's a six-digit password. I'll put it right in there, and once I put that in there, um, it'll bring me up to another screen, okay? So again, very, very easy, very, very simple. And once it does, it asks you if you want to go through and change uh, the phone so that you can um, so that you can actually use it to um, to change the password setting from a six, okay, to a um, to what do you call it? To an actual um, 
uh, to a four. And you do that by hitting passcode options. Then it says four-digit numeric code, custom numeric code, or custom alphanumeric code. So let's start with the top one. If we do custom alphanumeric code, okay, it's going to require, uh, it's going to allow us to do uh, letters and numbers, uppercase and lowercase. If I do the option, okay, if I do that option, so when you put your passcode in, it's going to say enter new passcode. I know that's a little bit kind of convoluted and it really shouldn't be there because you're not really changing your passcode. You're just using it to get in to change passcode, but don't enter your passcode again because it's going to keep saying it's wrong because you're entering the same passcode. You're just using it to get into the password manager. I think they should rewrite this part personally. Click on password options and then you have something that says custom numeric code. Click on that and then you can set up a custom numeric code. All right, so you have a four-digit, a six-digit, um, and you can do that very easily. But a lot of people wondered, what happened with my four-digit code? That's, that's where it is, okay? Um, it's really easy, and it's very simple. Where it says require password, the option is immediately, okay? Immediately, if immediately was not checked, then your phone won't lock so quickly. Um, I have mindset to require my password immediately. It's just a safer thing. It makes more sense, especially now that we have lots of contacts on there, emails, important information. It's a good idea to do that. Uh, there's another option on here. Music voice control is always enabled. Allow access when locked. So what that's saying is that if you're using any of the Apple voice controls for music, You'll be able to do that, like in your car, if you're connected through Bluetooth, uh, a lot of cars have that. You'll be able to control your phone, even if your phone is locked. But there are some functions, ladies and gentlemen, that you will not be able to do no matter when that is. And that would be things like telling Siri to check your mail. You could say, like, hey, Siri, check my mail. And what she'll do is she'll go in. So uh, actually, she just thought I said nail. Hey, Siri, check for mail. So I just said that to her, and she's going right now and checking it, and then she says, I don't have any new mail. Okay? So again, very easy, very, very simple to do, and uh, some very useful features. So we just learned how we can uh, change our password. We can add a finger uh, to unlock the phone, which is a pain to have to always use your uh, your code. And by the way, if you're using Apple Pay, okay, you have to have a finger, at least one finger registered. Because in order to use Apple Pay, and once it's registered, you just pass the phone over whatever device that's the Apple sensor. You'll see the little ellipsis, the waves, uh, Apple Pay. You just hold it over there. Your credit card will come up. You just put your finger over the little button. It senses it. it it'll vibe so you don't have to look at the phone. And then it sends you a text telling you, about the transaction. I think that is amazing. And the reason they did this is a lot of times we're busy, right? So we're in a store, whatever whatever it be, and we're in front of it. We don't want to look at the phone. So we know that when you hold it over there, it's going to come up with the credit card. And I'll just go ahead and put my finger there in a vibe so I know that it was taken. The thing about the iPhone 7 is they added haptic technology. Now, what's that big word in English? It just basically means that the phone will communicate with us uh, in sensations. So let me give you an example. Let's say that I'm in my, I don't know, let's say I'm going to add a, uh, I'm going to add an event in my, in my Google, in my Google calendar, okay? When I hit one of the little buttons, if I tap it, I feel a little bit like a heartbeat in the back of the phone, okay? 
if I go to my date and I go ahead and I scroll any of the columns, I feel like a clicking sensation going through my fingers in the back. So again, this is the new haptic technology. And the reason that they actually did this um, is to get people more aware and they don't have to look at the screen so much and they could be more aware of what functions they're causing and get that kind of sense rather than having a beep or, or something of that nature. So that's really why uh, they're, um, why they did that. But the one thing I have to tell you is that by them doing this, unfortunately, the phone no longer takes a regular uh, one-eighth inch headphone jack, okay? What it does now is has a spot, which is where the lightning jack goes, where you plug and charge your phone, right? But if you plug that in, they actually give you now with the phone, you plug it in there, and it converts to a one-eighth inch um, male um, uh, actually, it converts to a the, – the lightning jack converts to a one-eighth inch female, and then you take your one-eighth inch male, plug it in there, and uh, you're able to, to listen to uh, your sounds. There are a lot of, um, I'm going to say, expensive headphones out there that you can get. You don't need to spend a lot of money on a Bluetooth uh, wireless headphone. You can buy them for, I'm going to tell you, between 29 to $69. There's one company out there, and, and I'm not here to advertise them right now, but what I want to tell you is that this particular headphone that they have, if you order the headphone in black, it's like $79 or $69. If you order it in red, it's like $49. Now, isn't that crazy? Uh, but that's their marketing strategy. I went and bought the red one. I didn't want to pay $69. But it does exactly the same thing. It comes with a, a little cable so you could plug it into a one-eighth inch um, female jack. And then it has the Bluetooth and, the, and also the USB cable, which is how you're actually going to charge uh, your particular device. Now, when we're talking about our iPhone, there's another little trick that I want to share with you. Did you know that if you hook up your headphones – now, you're probably saying, John, I don't want to use my headphones – Nobody's used them with the iPhone 7. You are correct. However, in the i7 world, they came up with a reason to why you need your headphone jacks. Do you know what that is? You'll never guess. It's to be used with an app. Can you think about it? No? You give up. Well, by plugging in your headphone jack, okay, to your phone, okay, with the special adapter, and launching your camera app, this is pretty cool. You have your phone lined up or on a tripod or on a, a me stick or um, one of those sticks, you know, that you, uh, you can do a selfie on. They call them selfie sticks. You hold the phone out. Well, now you can have a, the earphone that we just talked about, that, that wire, and all you have to do is, is toggle it up or down, and it takes a picture, kind of like a remote launch for the camera. So um, that's a pretty neat thing. There's actually companies out there that make a wireless version, too, in Bluetooth for like $79. So there's lots of stuff out there uh, that you can get. There's other apps. There's even an app out there that the doctors really love. And what it does is you actually put this device on the back of your phone, and you put the batteries in it, and it literally does an EKG of your heart. I thought that's pretty cool. 
and it actually works. There's a lot of them out there that don't work, but this one tends to work. Uh, there was one out there that I got and I tried. It was called the blood pressure monitor just to see if it worked. The problem was what I had to do to get it to work is I had to take this cover off, that cover off, make sure my shirt was off, make sure it was like two point some inches. I mean, it was like ridiculous. And then I had to hold it there. Then the light had a flash. I'm like, this isn't even worth it. Now, the app for this was actually $4.99. I mean, it was a real gimmick. Now, anytime your phone needs to do something, whether it's medical or interface with something, and there's no other device and it's just an app and it's not like a GPS thing, you're wasting your money, okay? Unless it's communicating with like a database, like a UPS, a FedEx, or, or something like that. It's a known database. But if you're getting an app and you think it's going to control another device or give you some information about yourself when it has to like, let's say, be used as a measuring device, it's not going to be accurate. There's a lot of companies out there that try to write applications that can sense things from the lights off of the phone. I give them a lot of credit the problem is, is that there's not a lot of high reliability to this factor, and that's why um, you know they're selling the app for $4.99. Now, it does come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Most people that buy these apps don't bother going back for the $4.99. So the average return rate, uh, you know, if they sold a thousand of these, is probably like less than 10%. Okay, uh, people just they just don't bother. They don't want to deal with it. Now, one thing I will tell you with your iPhone, in order to use your iPhone to the fullest extent, you're going to have to have an Apple ID. Now, if you don't know what an Apple ID is, it's real simple. This is kind of like your be-all, end-all, um, basically, email address that's going to allow you to use your iPhone, manage its services, find it if it's lost, schedule a service with Apple, Okay, you don't call Apple and say, hey, my screen broke, and, and you help me. No, they don't answer the phone. You have to go and set up an e-appointment. Yeah, that's right. You have to go on a website. You have to fill out some information. And if you forget your Apple ID, you can go on the website. As long as you remember the email address, you can get it back that way. Now, here's the thing. Your uh, Apple ID is basically what's linked to things like, you know, that'll be used for your purchases, for uh, the App Store, iTunes, etc. So it's actually used on your PC, and it's used on your iPhone. It also controls things like what's purchased, what's free, and if you're doing any kind of syncing back and forth, and we'll talk about that on another show, that's a whole other show. If you do not have the rights, they call it rights management, then you will not be able to download that particular um item or transfer because it's going to say you don't have the rights or the license to do so. Now, another question came up, and I know it's pretty simple, but it's not obvious to everyone. The iPhone 7 has the ability to take pictures dual. So you can take a picture from basically from the back of the phone. So if you're looking at the front and the back of the phone and you point it to something, you can take a picture, okay? What I like about the uh, the new i7 Plus is that the accelerometer in it, okay, which is being able to uh, position how things are actually, uh, it can get the exact uh, location. And by doing that, as soon as you turn the phone, it's not like the old i6 where you turned it, you had to wait for the screen. As soon as you are turning the phone around and around, it just goes like that. It's so fluid. There's no, like, waiting. It doesn't get stuck in one way. But 
back on topic. If we look at the bottom right section of our of the um, camera app, we can click on the little button there, which has two little arrows, one that's pointing up and one that's pointing down. I'll click on that, and now the camera on the front of the phone is actually facing me, okay? And if I hit it again, then that goes away. So very, very simple and very easy to do. Again, to take a picture, really easy. You could take a picture by pressing, uh, you can actually just press the little button there on the bottom, or uh, what you can do is you can go to the side of your phone, okay? And you actually can do what they call a picture of a screen. Now, I don't know how many times you get a picture of something. Maybe you're in a, a contact or whatever, and you want to take a picture of that screen. Okay. It's kind of like a hidden gem. So you push the button at the bottom of the screen, and then quickly push the button on the side. So let me make sure you get that again. So we're going to go right here. So you push the button on the side right for a second, and then push the button on the bottom. So I'll go to any screen I want, push the button on the side, and then on the bottom. And you have to do it quickly, and then you'll notice what it does is it actually takes a screen cap. Now, that's something that people were dying for years to know how to do because Apple changed how you did that. Because a lot of times there's information in your phone. Maybe you just want to uh, take a picture of the phone. Maybe you want to take a picture of a text. I don't know. Um, but now you can do that. And there's lots of reasons that you may want to do that. Maybe somebody sends you measurements for a job, and you, know, you just want to email them to somebody. And texting them, you don't have their email handy. Well, you can email it to yourself, and then later on you can forward the email. So that's a real, a real handy thing. So again, useful things I'm trying to help you understand about your iPhone. Now, when we think about the iPhone itself, uh, there is the ability to search the web. Because remember, the iPhone is actually a class of smartphones. So what do I mean by it being smart as opposed to being dumb? Well... <laughs> I don't want to really use the word dumb, but I'll use the word, let's say, simple or plain. No features, no frills. They make phones now, well, they've made them for years, that are just like the standard flip phones. They don't do much. Their buttons are really big, and you can dial, you can hit send. They're really big, very easy, and they have no features. All they have on there is basically the phone, and they can get texting. Some of them can't even do texting. Uh, they're literally that plain vanilla. So I bring this to your attention because, you know, there's the smartphone. So a smartphone like an i7, an Android, or any of the Galaxies, which I'm hoping they fixed. Um, if any of you own them, I feel very bad for you because a lot of them caught on fire. So if you had one of those notes, uh, hopefully you've gotten an upgrade and uh, you don't have that. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google that on, on the uh, website for Galaxy. In fact, you couldn't even go through an airport. Um, I fly a lot, and I was at an airport just at Christmas time. And when I was going through, they had a great big sign about the Galaxy Note and the version, and it, it's, it's prohibited in the federal law to travel with this phone. Why? Well, it blows up. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, it's going to be a, a problem to travel with a phone that just, you know, it just explodes for no reason or catches on fire. Now, how do you get an app on your phone? That's really important. So if you click on the home button twice, okay, you can click on the home button twice, and you know that can make sure you have, again, make sure your apps are closed. But if you hit your home button just once, what that'll do is that'll bring you home. So twice gets you to the screen so you can close anything that's superfluous and you don't want to leave open. If you touch the home button just once, you'll be greeted with uh, your home screen. 
if I click on App Store, one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to open the App Store for me, or what it will wind up doing is actually uh, asking me for my Apple ID. Now, why is that? Remember I said to you that the iPhone, regardless of whether you're doing something, a free app download or a paid app download, or you're using any of its services like Store to the Cloud and things like that, it needs to have a way to track you. So what the iPhone actually does is until, let's say you were giving the phone to somebody else, you actually sign out of the iPhone. So if you delete your data, it'll actually ask you to sign out and then reboot. All right, so it's actually used for that one person's personality, if you will. So when you start the app, uh, it's pretty easy. It comes up on the screen. You'll see it says featured. You have um, a thing on the, on the right, which we'll talk about in a second. On the bottom left, you have something that says featured with a star. You have categories, you have top charts, you have search, and you have updates. So if you click on updates, just touch that once, you're going to see all your updates. Now, I have quite a few here, uh, not to go into all of them, but I have a few like uh, one of my banks. I use something called Touch to Touch iTunes, uh, Touch Tunes. And I don't know if you know what a Touch Tunes is. It's a, really, it's a really cool app, and it's actually free. When you go to some of the bars or some clubs, and you want to be able to select the music, actually you're playing for the music that you want, but the way it used to be done is you'd walk up to the machine and you'd put your money in, a dollar, two dollars per song or whatever it is. It's no more 50 cents or a quarter. And you go up there and you put what you want to put in there. And once you've done that, then the system will actually play out, uh, play the music. Now, here's the problem. Let's say that there's a long line to get up to that machine. And I know that by the time that someone actually... um, finishes i could be leaving so if i have the app okay which i just told you is called the i uh i touch tunes app all i have to do is launch it find the place that i'm currently at click on it it has my credit card information already make my purchase click click a second and automatically it's sent over to the um to the box and i basically just cut the line um so really easy, really simple, and you can do this um, really easily. And again, it's a free app. Uh, to get the app is really simple. Um, if you go to – there's a website I'll, I'll tell you about. If you go to touchtunes.com, so touchtunes.com is, um, is, the, is the site. And right on the far right-hand corner, there's something that says mobile app. If you click on where it says mobile app, it's going to come up with a screen – it's going to say mobile, and then it's going to say you can get it on your App Store, your Google Play, or send it to your phone. If you click send to phone, this is really cool. You just and you just put in your phone number for your cell phone, and you'll be given a link. You'll click it, and you can download that. They'll, they'll basically text you a link to download that. I think that's pretty cool. So it's a real neat way. They're try, we're trying to make technology smart and easy. And, uh, again, we don't have to get up from the, from the table to actually put money into uh, – the songs, and we also could see what songs are next in queue all from the app. I think that's just amazing. Now, that's been around for a while, but a lot of these apps out there are actually free, which is good. reason it's free, because you're spending money to play songs, and they really don't care. If, if you are um, going to um, 
let's say, look at the list, it doesn't cost them any money. They figure eventually you're going to want to make a purchase, right? So that's really what it what it comes down to, and it's called Touch Tunes. But getting back to what I was saying, if you're on the update screen, and you can get there very easy by just going home, clicking on App Store. Now, if you didn't realize it, that before you click the App Store, you'll see a little uh, circle, a red circle, and you'll have a number there, one, two, three, four, five, or you'll have no red circle. If you have a red circle there, that means that there is um, an update, and it tells you how many of them you actually have. So really simple, very, very easy. You can also go into it manually and, and install the ones that you want. But if we go now to search at the bottom, I can just type in what I want. For example, if I want to touch tunes, I can type it at the top, and there it is, touch tunes, and I can open touch tunes. Okay? Very easy, very simple. Maybe you shop at one of the stores. I'm not going to mention the stores because, again, they're not uh, sponsoring us tonight. I'll type in one of the superstores you probably know. I'll hit search. And a lot of them have an app. And they have an app for multiple reasons. Um, a lot of times when people go to a store, they become so frustrated that they walk out of the store and don't actually leave with anything. <laughs> and that's why some of the stores say when you walk in, they're like, Oh, good morning and welcome to – I'm like, well, that's nice. They're welcoming you to – and then they usually say something like, good morning and welcome to. How's your day going? And then sometimes they'll proceed like, oh, can I help you find – can I help you? Let's help you find something. Believe it or not, people want to go into a store. Uh, this happened to me today. I wanted to go in the store to pick up something, but I really didn't want to be helped. I just wanted to go where I wanted to go, get to the self-checkout, and be done. With the apps, you can go there and literally find what aisle something is in. You can buy it on the phone. Um, you can actually use the app. Some of these stores let you use the app. Scan the products while you're in the store. Then when you get to the register, you just scan that and you pay. Uh, so again, very easy, very, very simple. But again, they're trying to make life easier. But the thing that I don't like, ladies and gentlemen, and, and many of you know me from listening to uh, the show that I had before this, that I am going to tell you the truth. And the truth is this. A lot of companies out there are paying an awful lot of money to learn personal information about you. The question is, what did they do with this personal information, right? That's really, that's really the whole, I guess that's really the whole, um, the whole ball of wax. And, um, it's a challenge because, you know, you're getting a discount for something or you're going to buy something or maybe you're going to get a two-for-one. It's like, oh, this is a great deal. But now, I don't want to use the word harass, but they're they're politely harassing you or coaxing you to buy something. They not only know the type of toothpaste or what you use, they know the frequency that you buy it at. So if you decide you don't want to get it or get something, they're going to shove these offers in your face. And that's why I don't like it. And a lot of these have apps, and they get to learn your style and the way you live. So now not only can they actually market that product to you, they learn other products that you may actually want, and there's a high probability that you will buy. As I mentioned before in a lot of these superstores that you'll see on the highways, when you go to a store and you become frustrated – Nine out of ten people will just walk out of the store, myself included. I'll just be like, I'll go to another store. 
And some of them forget it. You ask for help. Some of them have phones. Some of them have buttons. You press that button, and I think it's like a joke. I know one time I was at a, um, one of the um, one of the stores. I don't want to mention the name, but one of the improvement stores. And they had one of this little button. It said, press button for help. I was for assistance. And I was in the uh, aisle, and I needed some kind of a screw, uh, a molly. And I pressed the button because I needed some help. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited a minute or two. So I pressed the button again. As soon as I pressed the button again, this this person came running over to me. Now, each time I pressed the button, it made an announcement over the loudspeaker, you know, um, attention, um, customer assistance needed in uh, home improvement or needed in um, screws or, or hardware it was, uh, customer assistance, and they would go off one or twice. So a person didn't come right away, so I pressed it again. I was waiting five minutes. I pressed the button again. person came running over. I said, oh, wow. I said, it's great. He said, oh, don't press the button again. I said, okay, no problem. He said, no, you don't understand. He says, if you press the button, he says, we get in trouble because management actually thinks that we're not doing anything. So we actually get reprimanded at sales meetings if we don't respond to the second call within so much time. And really, it's not the people on the floor's fault that they're not responding to you. It's the fact that they send everybody to lunch at the same time, I mean, I think that's just the smartest thing anybody could do, right? Send the whole store to lunch, for the whole department to lunch at one time, and um, just hope nobody needs anything. But why I bring this to your attention is, when you go to these stores, now these same stores have an app when you are doing a home project, and they learn what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and they recommend things, paint, screws, but they don't just recommend small things. They recommend high-end things. And then they have custom sales just for you, like you're doing this room over, and it's a perfect time for this and a perfect time for that. It's always a perfect time to spend money. <laughs> I mean, that's what these apps are really designed to do. They are designed to get you to spend money in a more go-lucky way that you don't even notice you're spending money. Um, there's a real popular site on the web out there that does this every day, and they have a thing that's under $10 that every job starts off at this one price, and it's always under $10. Then they have all these extras. Well, the job may only be 5 or $7. That's great, but that's never the whole job. Then if you need this, it's $10 more. If you want this, it's 10 Oh, and if you want this, this, or you just want this, oh, that's another $75 more. So that little tiny thing that got you in the door was a teaser. And that's what they're doing to us with a lot of these apps. So I don't have a problem, ladies and gentlemen, that they're actually trying to make our life easier. I commend them on that. The problem I have is that they are using this information, not always, but they're starting to use it in many ways to exploit us, to get us to buy things when we really don't need to buy. I'll give you one other example. When somebody goes to um, buy a car, it's a really interesting experience. It's not one that I enjoy. You go to buy a car, and the person's trying to sell you the car, and they tell you everything you want to hear, right? Well, the funny thing is that even though you know every you know you're you're, you're that you think they're telling everything they want to hear, and it sounds great, some of these car people are professionals. 
Now, what do I mean by professionals? Well, <laughs> and I'm going to try to be nice here. There is a strategy, ladies and gentlemen. It's called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And there, believe it or not, is a key to unlock the mind. Okay? There's what we call people uh, connect to things by being auditory. They hear. Visual. They see. Kinesthetic by touch. If they can learn about your strategy, that's why a lot of times a car salesman will ask you what it is that you actually did when you bought your first car. Where did you go? How did you buy? And he'll listen to these things till he gets those three things and he gets them in the right order. Then what he does, very nonchalantly, is he plays back the same scenario. Well, you know, you know, Mark, um, I think that's great. And I can really understand because when you get behind this wheel, you're going to sense that confidence that'll make you want to drive it away. And after you see how everyone from your family looks in it, you're just going to want to get it for them. So the only thing left that I know you're probably wanting to know is when I tell you and you hear the engine and how low the price is. Now, that might have sound crazy, but I just unlocked Mark's because I listened to his, his conversation. And by replaying it back, now not everybody can do this, but when they replay it back, everybody has a buying strategy for everything in life. A car, um, a light bulb, anything. Everything in life is linked to experiences, so I'll, I'll get off that tangent. But I thought it was kind of interesting to uh, explain that to you. So when we download apps, apps make our phone more flexible, more powerful. Um, they let us do so many things. You can get an app that will convert stuff for you. You can get an app that will manage your weight if you wanted to do that or track what you eat. You can get an app that if you were uh, religious that actually gives you the Bible verses. You could get one that will give you the Torah. You can get one that will uh, give you famous quotes. Okay? You can get an app that's a game. Uh, there's one ski resort that I go to, and they have an app, and it tells me the conditions on the trails. So apps are great. Now, not only does the app tell me the conditions, but I can literally click on something and see the live cameras of all the slopes. That's pretty cool. So what they're trying to do is take a lot of complicated information that we'd normally have to go to multiple sources for. And by doing this in a unique way, it makes it so easy that we want to be able to just do it. Now, here is the catch. A lot of times the app comes for free. Well, that's not the catch. The catch is you use the app. And after you start using it, wait a minute, I can only do 10 or I can only do this. Oh, yes, you're in our, you're in our uh, free version. If you'd like to be able to have unlimited days to track your food, uh, click here for only $19.95. See, what they don't tell you is that you can only track one or two days or that the history is only going to last for a week. So I, I bring this to your attention. Now, one of the things I also want to talk to you about is, do you know that there are so many things that Siri can do for you that, again, a lot of us don't know? You can literally say, call, hey, Siri, 
call 1-800-555-1212. And she's calling that number for me. Okay? Very easy, very simple. Just like the way some of our cars work with the Bluetooth, right? And a lot of you that have cars uh, with the smart devices, you can hold that button down for like two seconds, and then it will connect to Siri, and then you'll hear the beep. That's the only time that you'll hear the beep from now on. No more. Because Siri, you know, doesn't beep anymore unless she's connected to the car. That's the only time. And it's just to give you some verbal indication that she's ready for your, your prompt. Like, uh, I can say, hey, Siri, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And she came back, we could get some sun tomorrow with a high of 43 to 23. And she brought up the entire uh, map for me. So if my phone is locked, she still does that. If I ask her to find something like, hey, Siri, what's the phone number for the New York Metropolitan Opera? Now, depending on how they've listed, sometimes with some listings, she'll say, hey, I found the number. Would you like me to call it? Yes. So it doesn't work on every uh, particular thing. But again, it works well. Now, if you try to ask her to do something like search the web, she will not do that for you while you're in the car and connected. So say, uh, you need to unlock your phone first. Okay? So that's typically what happens with that. So a lot of times you're on a phone call, you could say, hey, Siri, put it on speaker. Okay, and right now she's lost because there's no phone call in place, so she's thinking I'm talking about an app named speaker, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, hey, Siri, remind me, it's Mark's birthday next week, February 27th. Thank you. So she shows you on the screen. If that was wrong, you get removed. So you literally can do things like that very, very easily and very, very simply. Um, setting up reminders is, is really a piece of cake. Here's a fun one. Hey, Siri, roll the dice for me. She'll roll the dice. So if you're trying to play a game, she'll roll the dice for you. Hey, Siri, find my photos. And she brings up photos quicker than I could go to hit photos because I'd have to swipe left. I'd have to go into my – I'd actually have to go to my camera, and then I'd have to go to my pictures and then go from there, okay? So, again, a lot quicker. Uh, hey, Siri, what's zero divided by zero? So she says, imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies, and you're sad that you have no friends. So she tries to have a little bit of a sense of humor, and you'll notice that her sense of humor actually changes as you go on. Listen to this. Hey, Siri, how are you feeling? I feel good. Some days she won't feel good. And what you'll notice is on the older phones, they've kept Siri happy lately. 
But there were some days on the iPhone 6s, I think they can't keep her healthy now a lot more. But what she does is she actually um, she actually goes through, and what she does is she checks things frequently. So what would happen before is when you went to do this, it was interesting. Because what she would do is say, I'm a little under the weather today, John. You can also say, hey, in her name, and please call me this, and then she'll call you that. Okay, people that know, because a lot of times she'll get to know, she'll say, what is your name? And you can tell her, hey, Siri, would you add a pound of, let me, let me see what I want to add. Siri, add a gallon of milk to my grocery list. Hey, Siri, add two boxes of Twinkies to my grocery list. Yes. Yes. Okay. So very easy, very very simple, and it's it's neat because you can you could use this to create grocery lists and all without ever picking up a pen. I think this is the part that is so amazing, and we're just starting to get started. Uh, things like, uh, hey Siri, turn on Do Not Disturb. And she turned on Do Not Disturb faster than you could pick up the phone and do it. And what that is is just like putting the phone in night mode. Hey, Siri, turn off Do Not Disturb. Okay. A lot of people say I put my phone out of Do Not Disturb mode, but I'm not getting – I'm not hearing my phone. There's a little button on the side of your phone, and you want to make sure that that button, okay, is not in the up position, that it's in the down position, or you will not get any – uh, phone calls ringing into you. You can do something called hey in her name and directed dictation. And what that's going to do for you is that's going to allow you to do things like comma, punctuation, things like that. You can also tell her to do over. You can do things like, hey, Siri, read my texts. There aren't any messages. So by using a combination of voice, we can actually be more productive with our iPhone. We can do things like, hey, Siri, text 973-555, and then what shall I text? And then you can text it. Uh, I use that a lot in the car. You can use things like change. She'll say, I'll be happy to do that. Are you ready to send it? Yes. And she'll say different things like I just sent it or, oh, there it goes. All right. So very, very easy, very, very simple to use. I think more and more people are going to be going to the iPhone. Um, Some may go to an Android. But the important point about it is that when we deal with an iPhone or Android, we have a smart device. Now, not to talk so much about our president, but, I mean, I understand, like I said in the last show, he got his uh, iPhone, I think, um, taken away from him because um, they wanted to give him a more secure phone. They haven't given any details about what it is, but – it's kind of like a more secu- it's like a secure version of like the BlackBerry, and uh, pretty much the whole uh, panel in, in security has those at, at the White House and things like that. But I found it interesting that you know all this information is being sent over, and now he had this Android device. He was trying to text and do all this wonderful stuff, and it was just. It was just a mess. And then they actually took away his iPhone, I found out, 
and he somehow got it back. Now, I don't think he has it, but I don't really know, to be honest with you. So that's a little bit of a, a president update. So whether you're going to be getting yourself a new iPhone or whether you have one, I'd also invite you to stay updated with the latest version. And you can do that by hitting the home key, hitting settings, and you can go right to where it says uh, general, and then you can go right there where it says software update. You have to be connected to a um, Wi-Fi connection or this will not work. Well, listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great show. This has been John Morley uh, with the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. I invite you to join me next uh, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, and we invite you to call us live, and we'll take your calls. If you missed our show, you can catch us at jmor.com, right under social, and uh, you'll be able to play any of these episodes. I thank you so much for tuning in to us tonight on Starcom Radio Network, and please be sure to tell your friends, associates, and colleagues about the Jaymore Tech Talk Show. We are educating you about technology, security, and understandings so that you can use technology to propel your life forward in a better manner.